In every generation, there are the chosen ones, the fanboys, the observers, the keepers of useless trivia. They alone must stand against the forces of television drama tropes. They are continuous play. It's about power. Who's got it? Who knows how to use it? What do you guys want to do tomorrow? Nothing strange. Well, mini golf is always the first thing that comes to mind. I think you can do better than that. I was thinking about shopping, as per usual. Oh, there's an okay. R&B in the new mall. I can use a few items. I'll leave the discussions. Save the world, go to the mall. I'm having a wicked shoe craving. Aren't you on the patch? Those never work. And here I am, invisible to the eye. See, I need a new look. It's this whole eye patch thing. The earth is definitely doomed. Welcome to Continuous Plays, The Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective featuring Brian Thomas. But I'm known you were coming and baked the cake. And Jay Newcastle. Are you ready to finish this? Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios and any discussion of the characters, episodes, or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only. Welcome to The Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective. I'm Jay. And I'm Brian. We're here to talk about Season 7, Episode 3, Same Time, Same Place, written by Jane Espenson. Willow returns to Sunnydale, but her friends are unable to see her, and she can't see them either. Anya pays the price for undoing the curse on Ronnie, the giant worm demon, and is restricted to being only able to teleport for vengeance jobs. A demon who likes to eat the skin of his victims leaves a body on Xander's work site, and our crew suspects Willow may be up to her old killing ways again. Willow talks with Anya, as she can actually see her, and the two even perform a spell together trying to find the demon. Willow's captured by a demon, by the demon, and Anya reveals that she knows about it uh, to Buffy and Xander, and they go to the rescue. Buffy kills the demon by poking out his eyes, a la der Kinderstadt, and we later, uh, <laughs> and we later see that Willow has made herself invisible and learned uh, that she did that on accident when she was unsure of how her friends would react to seeing her again. The next morning, Willow is meditating using the Earth's power to heal her wounds, and Buffy offers to let her siphon off a little Slayer strength as the two friends reconnect, and we come to the end of the episode. So, Brian, that's the plot summary for Same Time, Same Place, a.k.a. the return of Willow to Sunnydale after the bad way it ended last season. Yeah, she spent a couple episodes now over in England trying to kind of cleanse the dark magic from her. It'll never obviously go away, but at least she can try and control it. And now she's returning back to face her friends, whom at last time she was beating the crap out of and trying to kill. Uh, She's back to see how they're going to react, and she uh, isn't sure how it's going to go. And because of that, like you said in the plot summary, she makes herself invisible to them. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about Willow's whole bend here. It I got this whole Empire Strikes Back thing off of it because you know, she wants to go back and help friends. She can sense something big is going down in Sunnydale and they're they're gonna let her go, but they're also kinda like, Yeah, we're not real sure you're ready for this, well, you know? I actually think it's different. I think that she doesn't want to go back because she doesn't think she's ready and they want her to go back because she needs to, to be the next step in her program. Interesting. I didn't read it that way, but that's a good point that that, well, I guess then it's the reverse of the empire strikes back and Chioda sending Luke instead of the (laughs) other way around. So this won't be the end of the star Wars references this season. I can promise. (laughs) Well, when you got the nerds, you can't, right? Well, you got the one nerd. We'll we'll get to that later, but, but yeah, you know, I kind of like it though. I like how Willow and particularly the way Allison Hannigan is playing it this season. 
is she's she's damaged and she's skittish and she's scared, but she also is self-aware that she's incredibly powerful mm-hmm. still. So she knows she is. She just doesn't realize how powerful she still is. And I mean, to the point that we learn she's so powerful, she can make herself invisible. Yeah. And I, I thought that was pretty amazing, Brian. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think she has a good feel for how powerful she is and it scares her to be that powerful, right? Because the last time she let it get the best of her, bad things happened. Um, and you know, I think that her biggest fear though is just that her friends will not accept her back and they'll be upset with her and very angry with how she reacted. And that's what I think is causing her the most strife and pain is less, less about her magic and more about her friends not accepting her back into the fold. Yeah, it's all about forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and the and the idea of not only are you seeking it, but are you willing to accept it? Are you able to accept it at this point? And I, I still think Willow is having a hard time forgiving herself. Oh, absolutely. For every for everything that happens, and what Giles is trying to get across to her, and we can assume this coven of witches is too, is that you're never going to be able to forgive yourself. So you got to learn how to use it, Willow. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you're too important to not be able to to be a part of these things and to go back to your life. And I also think somewhere deep inside, because she's flat out mentioned in the last episode is they're, they're scared of her too. And I think in some small way, they're ready for her to get out of there because it's enough. You know, there's, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. We get this sense that there's a lot of strange things happening, not only in Sunnydale where there's a hellmouth, but around the world. Mm-hmm. And that's that's typified by these opening scenes we've had with you know strange people chasing these random women and stabbing them. That yeah. We still don't know what that's all about. So I, I don't know. There's just so much setup here, and I'll say this about season seven. You know, we've talked about this show before. They've always done a good job of making sure the first few episodes still references and tidies up some of what has gone on in the in the previous one. Like they don't just drop it and everybody moves on. And I don't know. I kind of like that. No, I agree. I think that, uh, you know, like we, we've mentioned before, both you and I have only seen this ser- this season seven one time. We both remember a lot of different things about it. But what I like in the rewatch here so far is that they're really doing a good job of setting things to come up and that you didn't realize the first time you watched it. But watching now, you know what's coming. And so it's kind of cool to sit back and see how these things play. Because at first you're, you're watching and you're just like, what the crap is going on? Like you said, with all these, these, uh, random people being chased and killed by what looks like, uh, hooded figures, right? What's going on there? Well, you, you know, if you've seen the season before, what the end result is, now you're seeing it build up and it's kind of a fun thing to watch. And I, I'm getting a lot more enjoyment out of season seven so far than I ever did the first time. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'm I'm surprised how much I'm going with this. And mm-hmm. what what about how you know, Willow goes about here? I like the fact that Anya is the one person that can see her and that they can connect together. And that's a mm-hmm. kind of a good time to talk a little bit about Anya here too and where she is. She's basically on restriction, right? Because she went back on one of her uh, spells or one of her curses, and now she can only use the teleportation when she's going to do vengeance. She's not allowed to just pop in and out and do whatever she wants like she was doing at the end of Season 6. Yeah, she's on, what, double secret probation for (laughs) violating the the rules of the game. But um, it's kind of cool because now she's, She's pretty much limited like a human is, although she can still do some vengeance. But she also seems to not 
really be interested in doing vengeance as much either. Did you get that vibe from her? Uh, totally. I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The only person Anya wants to do any vengeance to is Xander. And then on the other hand, she knows she doesn't want to because right. she still cares about him. So uh, Anya is not any more interested in being a vengeance demon than she is being a shopkeep owner. She just doesn't have anything else to do. Right. And I, th- I think that's what this is, is that Anya's kind of gone back to her whole life just because she didn't have anything else to do, Brian. Mm-hmm. And I, but, and I want to say though, the, the role she's playing on the show here and the role she really has played on this show is she's the Cordelia, the unfiltered voice and the yeah. comic relief in a lot of ways. And, and also at times though, she's the person that somebody can connect to when it looks like everybody else has left them for bear. And that's who she is for Willow here. And I kind of like the fact that she, tells willow oh no they're all here and you know nobody's out there trying to stake you or kill you you know i mean like she's trying to help willow figure out why she yeah what's going on and she's also instrumental in this oh i know about this demon that you know eats the skin off people and all this stuff which we're going to talk about him in a minute oh how gross Mm -hmm. but uh i mean this is creepy but you know she's she's wanting to still be a part of the good gang even though she is a force for nefariousness yeah, I like Anya's role too. You know, it, she's not going to be as close to Scooby Gang, obviously, for reasons that we saw last season. And, um, that's, you know, kind of sad, but she's still there to help and she's conflicted. You know, she goes back to being a vengeance demon because she needs a place. And that's where she feels her place is and always has been. And while she enjoyed her human, uh, side of things for a little while. Now that the one thing that kept her liking being a human is out of her life, which was, you know, Xander, uh, she only thing she can do is think to go back to being a vengeance demon. And now that's not fulfilling her either. So I like that. And I also like that she's heading back to the magic shop when she sees Willow. It's nice to know that maybe that might come back. Cause I kind of like the magic shop. I did too. I was waiting for where's going to be the gang's place. You know, they, they've always, they've, they had a, a place where they meet and talk, you know, um, in seasons one through three, it was the library, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, season four was Giles partially place, the, yeah. yeah, Giles place was kind of the hangout, right? And then season five, it was, you know, Giles place. And then after Joyce died, it was, uh, Buffy's house and season six, it was the magic box. And so I'm, I'm looking for where's going to be that place. Could it be the new high school? Is it going to be Sanders place? Probably not. You know, so what's, what's it going right. to be? And I don't, that they've decided yet either but i kind of like that too and i like the fact that anya here you know she's not as close to the gang or is not a part of the gang but she's still around and still wants to be available like when xander and buffy go looking for willow again they get uh anya to come and you know watch over dawn because dawn is you know temporarily paralyzed because she got stung by the flesh-eating <laughs> demon. Right. So as, as we'll find out, is one of his powers. But I don't know. I kind of thought that was that it was neat how she worked herself back into the story. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's needed because I like Anya's character. And Anya's character is fun. And like you said, we need that Cordelia role since Cordelia is obviously no longer there. And she plays it so well and has really taken up that role so great. And so I... I would be really sad if they decided to just get rid of her. And so I'm happy that she's not being cast aside so much. She's not going to be as big of a role, obviously, but she's still there to help and be part of the gang, even if it's just a little side part. 
No, I agree. I, I like that. Let's talk. We've talked around him. Let's talk about the demon here this time, Brian. Gnarl. Uh, gnarl. Not not a gnarl, but just gnarl. You know. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know they've come up with some pretty icky stuff on this show, right? <laughs> but this may take the cake. This was weird, man. Like I, I he he looks like Nosferatu, mm-hmm. but. Uh, a Kinderstadt too, but then he's got these Freddy Krueger kind of thing going on, and he eats the skin one strip at a time, which is really weird. We see him kill like a random guy, and then you know that's what gets blamed on Willow, and then he starts to uh, he does that to uh, Dawn, and he starts to eat Willow, and he, he even scratches Buffy. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. He's got you know paralyzing poison in his fingertips, right. and that's you know that's what. Uh, sets him uh, or you know it's how he basically eats you while you're alive i mean i i was just really grossed out like for the first time in a long time on this show i was like ah this is ick yeah i agree i always thought that this was kind of a weird one and like you said he he basically paralyzes you then he gets down and starts slowly tearing pieces of your flesh off your body and eating them in front of you while you watch and it's like literally the slowest most painful and death and there's nothing you could do because you're paralyzed. And uh, I was grossed out by it too. That, there's not a lot of the demons on Buffy or anything on Buffy that has grossed me out. This is pretty disturbing and disgusting because he's actually eating the flesh. Well, what is supposed to be flesh? That's gross. Yeah, I mean, he, he is a, a, a cannibalistic just nasty creature. And, and the other thing is, is he's hard to hit. You know, too. So, because he, you know, he has very few weaknesses and things. Mm-hmm. So it's, he's, he's a tough foe to fight. I don't know. I, again, it was very icky and very weird and, uh, seemed like a strange thing to sort of put against everything else that was going on here. The big parts of Willow has made herself invisible. Her friends are looking for her. They don't know. I don't know. How did you like that he was used as basically the MacGuffin for the show to get them in detective mode and, and, willow into magic mode and trying to figure out you know what she was going to do yeah i i don't know i i didn't mind it i guess um i thought they could have done different things obviously but uh it wasn't bad there's got to be something that's causing chaos right why not have it be a flesh-eating demon and you can't see your friend (laughs) why not yeah i I know i mean it's it's it gives all kinds of problems when they're in the cave later and trying to to find willow and all, all that stuff i don't know I, did, I just thought that was i don't know it was different it was a different way of going about it i mean mm-hmm. you know it's funny it shows seven years in it's, it finds a new way to do something but i don't know i just i liked it i thought it was cool yeah i didn't it, mind it, it i didn't mind it either and I, what i really liked about it too is that um it was mainly there to, to show willow that her friends do still care because they're going to save her, right? Even if they can't see her or know where she is, they know she's in trouble and they're trying to everything they can to save her. And that builds that trust back. And, and what did you make of the, the bit of the plot where we weren't, they weren't sure that Willow wasn't back in town and skinning people and killing them again, that they, you know, that was going on. Sure. I mean, why, why wouldn't you think that? Uh, that's the last thing you know of Willow. She was supposed to be back in town. She, they thought she skipped out on her flight or caught a different one or just, you know, was hiding from them. Uh, I, it's, I think human nature to think that of, uh, of someone who's caused so much chaos and pain. And the last imagery you've had of her as an evil Willow was ripping the skin off of a, a, a male, right? A man. 
I don't see why they wouldn't think that. The, the demon basically does the same thing, a little slower and more painful probably, but that's what the demon does. Yeah, no, I know. I I kind of like the idea that it, we all knew all along that Willow wasn't responsible for this, but the fact that they kind of went there with it, I, I don't know, it was at least honest to me. Like, I thought, you know, a lot of other shows, they just go, no, there's no way our Willow could do that. And I was like, oh, yeah, how quickly f- we forget. You know, that happens on all kinds of shows, right? But not on this show. Yeah. Your, your sins follow you forever. Uh, <laughs> and exactly. so even, even the smallest of things, you sleep with one mm-hmm. vampire, and by George, all of them now want you. You know, so I mean that's <laughs> that's that's how some of this stuff goes down. But I don't know. I I liked it. again. I I thought it was it was a neat to reveal, and I like the fact that you know for the first time in a long time. It's Buffy and Xander getting to do the Scooby work. It was like season one all over again, man, when they're down there chasing Jesse in the sewers and stuff. I was, yeah. I was having flashbacks. I was like, yeah, you know, I'd forgotten how much I liked those two together, though, and how good they work together, even though, you know, Xander has nothing to bring to the table other than just the experience of these last few years. I, I still like the fact that he's, you know, will go anywhere with Buffy. He'll follow her anywhere. He's her right hand, if you will. Absolutely, I like it too, and I thought uh, I thought it was fun to see the Scooby Gang working the 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 crime and the mystery, right? And and Dawn is playing the old Willow role. She's like the research guru now. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. she's gotten really good, and she you know she finds out about Norrell and all this stuff. I like that though. I you know I felt like so much of Dawn last year. She was just wasted. There was nothing for her to do, and in this season, they're clearly making a role for her. And I, I like that. I was happy to see that. I agree. I think they need to find a good role for her, and I think this is one that they can use and and continue to use. And she's there for the long haul, and she's surprisingly a better character than I remembered and you remembered, and so why not give her some role in the gang? If not, you know, Willow's now got the magical powers, which, of course, she's going to be reluctant to use. Xander is Xander, and Buffy is Buffy, and so Dawn needs something because she's going to be part of this gang now. And whether people like it or not, she's going to be there. And so I like that they gave her something to do, even if it's just simple, stupid research. Someone's got to do it. Mm -hmm. The best part of this, though, Brian, to me, by far, is the ending. And the the end... Um, and I'm not talking about when Buffy squashes the, the eyes out of the sure, goofy sure. thing. I'm talking about the end where Willow's healing herself and she talks about, you know, I can use the earth to heal myself and all of that stuff. I, I thought that, um, I, you know, and we did drop that line before that she can use that type of power. I like the fact that she's trying to heal herself and she's having to do it slow and slow and Buffy as a way of, Letting her friend know that, like, I'm okay with you and I'm glad you're back and stuff says, here, you can, you can take a little bit of the Slayer strength off of me, you mm-hmm. know, and, and lets her heal. I, I don't know. That was really a, uh, it was a really sweet moment, and I like seeing those two reconnect and you know hold hands there, and and Willow start to get better, not only physically but emotionally too. Like that, to me, she would have healed eventually anyway. But the fact that Buffy is willing to give up a little bit of herself so that her friend, who you know clearly did wrong before, can feel better and can get back in the swing of things, just said a lot to me. I, I agree with you. I think it was a, a brilliant way to do it. And I liked how they ended that too, because you got to remember that Willow's coming back to a situation where the last time she was there in that house was when, you know, Tara was killed and she's reliving these moments and she's grieving over that. And she's, you know, worried her friends hate her now and all this stuff. So to have Buffy come in and basically 
give her an olive branch and say, Hey, you know, you're, we're, you're still my best friend and I'm going to help you through this. And if this helps you through this, take, take it. And I like that too. I thought it was very good uh, for that relationship. And it tells us that we're going to be okay as a group again and, and we'll have challenges, but we're there for each other. We trust you again. And I thought that was good. Yeah, I, I was really, I was game for that. Well, Brian, I think we're at the part of the podcast where it's time to give our final thoughts and Dustin's ratings. So what are yours for Season 7, Episode 3, Same Time, Same Place? I'm going to give this one a three dustings. I thought it was a, a very entertaining uh, episode. I thought they got a lot of stuff that needed to be done in, done in this one with the regards to Willow and her relationship with her friends. I like the concept of not being able to see each other and going, you know, basically through the same time frame and what it's like in alternate kind of realities, right? Because Willow sees and hears things that happen on the other side of things, but can't find her friends. They hear what Willow's doing upstairs, but don't see anything. I, I like that whole concept. I thought it was a well done concept. And I thought the demon was gross and disgusting. And I think that's good for this show. I'm with you. I think this is a strong three dustings. I, I mean, particularly based on that end. That ending to me is really powerful. And I like how they introduce Willow back in. And it's not as simple as she gets off the plane, sees, you know, her friend Xander has written a yellow crayon sign for her and everything's cool. You know, it, it takes time to make the adjustment. And, uh, you know, the creepy weird demon aside from all of it, it, it gives something for everybody to do here. And that's, that's the thing I think I like the most, but particularly that ending is strong for me. So I give it a, a good three dustings too. I, that's three in a row, Brian, right out of the gate here, man. This season has started off strong, a lot stronger than I thought it would. A lot stronger than I thought it would as well. I, I'm enjoying the heck out of this season so far. So hopefully that will continue as we move ahead. Um, I know I'm dreading a lot of things that happen in season seven from my memory. I'm hoping my memory is wrong and that I actually enjoy the crap out of this because so far so good. And I hope your memory's wrong too, or else it's going to be a long year. So, <laughs> well, folks, thanks for joining us. This latest episode of The Art of Slaying. You can find more episodes in the archive section of our website, theartofslaying.com. You can also find links to our Facebook and Twitter pages. Join our Facebook group, folks. Like our page. Join in the fan community. Let us know your thoughts. Post your comments. We always appreciate interacting with you, and as always, appreciate your support. Until next time, for Brian, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to The Art of Slaying. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios and any discussion of the characters, episodes, or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only. 